Well, that was that was almost a disaster because I was going to press record and I hadn't even got my drink out of the fridge. <laughs> hey, Diz After Dark listeners. I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. To another edition of Disaster Dark. I am Nick, and tonight I am joined by uh, P Dubs, Mr. Paul Washington. Good evening. Uh, Mr. Chris Ripley. Hello. And our favourite female, no, not Craig, <laughs> Miss Boston Whites. How are you doing, Amanda? Hi. That's a little joke for Craig. And uh, it's good to have you both back. The yeah, show's not now. been the same without you, mainly because you've not been there. Um, but, <laughs> oh, and otherwise the show has pretty much been the same, actually, just haven't had your voices on it. But it is good that you are back. And uh, you both had good travels? I had the best time ever. Mr. Ripley? Yep. We, it was awesome, as always. Well, we were going to talk about that tonight. Um, but instead, some other stuff has happened, which we feel probably needs its attention before that. So, we will start the show as we do every episode. What is everybody drinking? Don't all rush. <laughs> well, school night for me, so I'm on the lemonade tonight. Well, see what you're drinking over the weekend, it's probably for the best. <laughs> Mr. Ripley? <laughs> I am on uh, what is this uh, Highland Spring? So, Mister Mister D's not here, but in, I'm just honouring him with drinking some of his native Very water. Very good. Is it uh, is it natural or is it sparkling? It uh, it is sparkling. Hmm. I'm a I'm a fan of the sparkling water actually. I know it's got a an acquired taste, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, Miss White. I am drinking a bottle of Budweiser. Yes, that's what yes. I'm talking about. Uh, that's better. <laughs> because I have here um, a postmodern classic, it says. Uh, also honouring Mr. Doland, who couldn't make it tonight, is a Brewdog Punk IPA. Because that's from Scotland, you see. And uh, Another quiet bottle opening. I don't know what's going on with these. Must be uh, must be the Brewdog thing. But uh, anyway, cheers. Hmm. So... Um, it's been a pretty busy day. It's been a pretty pretty busy few weeks, actually. But um, today, and hopefully we're going to be the first podcast to actually uh, talk about this, 
um, was the announcement of um, Disneyland Paris's 25th anniversary. Now, about a week ago, um, there was uh, a, a... I only saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it was announced anywhere else, but basically they hyped that there was going to be a massive announcement made next Monday, being the 17th of October. Um, and there was lots of speculation about what it could be. Now, before we actually talk about what it was, um, what did you guys hear it could be? Uh, I heard a name change yeah. to the main park. That was my favourite. They're going to change the name of the park. Really? Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they took the sign down on the front of the park and everybody was like, oh, that's the big announcement. They're changing the name. Is that <laughs> no. what it was? Is that, is that what <laughs> yeah. it was? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't work it out because it, it seemed... Because that was... I only saw that, I think it was Friday or Saturday, maybe. That rumour. And I thought, well, that's, you know... Because it was so near to the date, I thought maybe that's what it is. But it just seemed odd because, I mean, it's... Um, right, we've had Euro Disney. Uh, Euro Disneyland. Uh, I think it was Euro Disney Resort as well. Then we had uh, Disneyland Park. Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris Resort. I think that's all the names. Yeah. Have I missed one or something, Maybe. Don't think so. Might have even made one up. Who knows? To answer on the postcard or email us at uh, podca- uh, disasterdark at gmail.com. That's the email address. Um, but that was that was certainly my favourite. Um, I think a, a lot of people expected because of you know a, a week a week before it was announced it was going to be massive, um, and they about about midday I'd say UK time. Um, a press release came out. Um, I will not read it um, entirely because it's a bit wordy and a bit long. But um, the 25th anniversary, can anyone, does anyone know what date the 25th anniversary is? 12th of April. 12th of April is correct. So why then is it starting on the 26th of March? That's number one. Yeah. That's number one. I've never understood that because I mean Disneyland Paris aren't guilty for that. That's not they're not the only part to have done that. But surely you don't celebrate your birthday two weeks early, do you? Or a no. month early or anything like that. You celebrate your birthday on your birthday and maybe the Saturday, the Friday or Saturday around it, depending on your birthday falls. If you want to go out for a few drinks, um, I have a month. You have a month. <laughs> yeah. Is that why they call you the Queen? Is that what? Why they call you the Queen? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No. Why? Why? May I ask? Just because obviously I live on the other side of the country now, so I have to go and see everyone for my birthday. So I have like a whole month of celebration. When you say you live the other side of the of the country now, uh huh. That means you lived in Essex. No. Well, that's the other side of the country we're talking about. No, other side flipped the other way. You live in Scotland? No. <laughs> Stop. Well, that's not the other side of the country. That's like the other side yes, of the road. It is. No, it's not. It's the other side of the country. <sighs> well, anyway. Don't, don't confuse the poor girl. She's still jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flip reverse it. Um, 
So, uh, the first thing that's announced in this press release, hold on to your hats, everybody, because this is the big one. This is the, the shocking news that beginning March 26, 2017, guests at Disneyland Park, sorry, guests at Disneyland Park will experience Star Wars The Adventures Continue. <laughs> Now I didn't see that coming at all. Well, it blindsided me. It blindsided me. Um, when we're talking about a big announcement, why are we hyping up something that was announced over a year ago? It's not a secret that Star Tours closed to be replaced with Star Tours 2. So, so why have they made it such a big deal? I've got nothing else to go with. <laughs> well, well, I wouldn't like to put words in their mouth, but yeah, it could well be. Um, now, the only thing... So, I have not been to um, Walt Disney World since the change. So, I last went, I think, a few months before it changed to Star Tours 2. Um, or Star Tours The Adventure Continues. Um, but I know, obviously, you got to see other planets. What is possibly a bit more interesting... And it's not highlighted, but it's there. Is um, every destination will offer unique surprises with journeys through the worlds of uh, Hoff, Tatooine, the Death Star, but Jakku. Now, Jakku, for those that don't know, well, actually, if you, if you don't know, you won't care about this, so you can probably skip this part. But Jakku is is the planet where uh, I was featured on The Force Awakens. That's where it kind of all kicks off. So, that's new, and that's not in any other park, is it? Yeah, it is. They added it. They have? Yeah. Oh. Originally, when they first put it in, they guaranteed that you would visit Jakku. Um, but then after a couple of months, they changed it, so it was random again. But it's been in there since the film came out. So, there is literally nothing exciting about this news I- at all. No, if, well, if they'd have added something from Rogue One, then yeah, but they're not. Oh uh, no, no, no! See, you're wrong. Are they? Yeah, of course. It says you get on, oh. you go on a Death Star. <laughs> but the Death Star doesn't exist in Rogue One. It it's does. only a plan. Mm-hmm. Is it? I think. Yeah, you, I think was so. It, was it not in the trailer? It might be, but that will be right at the end. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, but yeah, that's, ten, that, ten that's the whole storyline, isn't it? It, it? Yes, yes. But um, yeah, I could, like now you said that you're you're getting me confused. I watched it quite quickly. I didn't really want to watch the trailer. I've was, actually not seen it. There was a trailer released last week, by the way, everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't really want to watch it because I didn't want it to give too much of the film away. So I've, I kind of watched it half-heartedly. So um, what I saw was good though. So continuing on. Um, guests will be able to join the Rebel Alliance by becoming the drivers of Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain. Ooh. So that is now you're talking. confirmation of a rumour everyone knew about six weeks ago. Um, but no, I mean, there was obviously strong rumours it was going to happen, but it is actually confirmed. Um, now, it doesn't give the date, but... I would expect it, if, if the celebration is starting around 20th of March, I would expect Hyperspace Mountain to be ready by then as well. Now, at Yeah, the... I, don't, I think they're trying to, uh, 
dampen people's expectations with the the opening date on it. Yeah. By not giving a date. No. Well, I th- I think is am I right in thinking Star Tours goes down for refurb in January? Yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a chance because from the so there was a picture released with this as well, um, and the picture the cars look exactly the same, and Space Mountain itself looks exactly the same. So, you know, it's it's what they're going to be doing inside. So uh, there's every chance they could get it ready by that time. If they're not making too many adjustments. Yeah. Possible. Um, but yeah, so that is more exciting. And of course, yes, it would have been better if we hadn't heard the news a few weeks before. But, you know, it wasn't confirmed. Now, at the shareholders meeting a few weeks ago, they said there would be a overlay and oh, sorry there would be a refurbishment to space mountain and uh, the changes would be permanent now that doesn't yeah. say that in a press release but at the same time it doesn't say it's for a limited time or it's for the anniversary so it'll be interesting to see what happens um and i th- from what from the again from the picture they used it looked quite similar to what they did at the um california Space Mountain with the changes. So, um, expect more of the same in that respect. But, saying that, I mean, Disneyland Paris' Space Mountain is a lot more um, thrilling than other Space Mountains. Can we say that they have the superior Space Mountain? I don't see why not, because I, I, without going on California's version, um, I personally think Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom sucks. Yeah, I do as well. Mm. No. <laughs> You're, you are entitled to opinion, opinion, Amanda. It's wrong. <laughs> it's stop right. being, no, no, it's wrong. But you are it's still right. entitled. To, look, you celebrate your birthday for a month. Um, yeah. You're still entitled to it. It's fine. It's not a problem. I won't argue with that. You're wrong. Okay. But I won't argue right. with your opinion. <laughs> no, to me, like it, it's it's not even the the theming or anything like that. I don't like it. Magic Kingdom. It's just a ride itself. I think it's very clunky. Uh, uh, very jerky. Very cramped. Very cramped. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Ripley, how the hell did you get on it? Well, exactly. How did Craig get on it? Yeah. I think Craig straddles the actual like gap in the, in the rocket. The- the hardest, I mean, I'm only 6'1", but the hardest one I ever tried to squeeze it into was the new seats on, um, uh, oh, bugger, what's the name? Uh, the, the mountain in Disneyland. Matterhorn. Matterhorn. The, the new yep. seats. Oh, okay. They had their stupid rests on them. And the right guy, I've got, I suffer with a bad back. And the, the ride mechanism, oh, my God, that was, that's a new level of, of shaking and, Rattling and oh, awful. I know. well, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the only thing which I think is um, a shame with Space Mountain in Disneyland Paris is the fact that the building is so iconic um, and doesn't doesn't really look futuristic. I don't think. Not so, in the sense that it fits with Star Wars, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, not that doesn't mean that the other Space Mountains do, but 
I think it's more believable in those buildings. Yeah. If that makes sense. It'll be interesting to see what I do with the cannon. I wonder if they'll yeah. they'll try and add anything to the cannon to kind of cover it up. Because mm. I think that might be quite good. I mean, I know like that's quite an iconic thing where you know you can see the people at the bottom of the cannon before they get fired up. But I wonder if they like covered that over uh, or enclosed it and then kind of projected. You know what they should do. The Millennium Falcon. You're going to say the same thing. No, yeah. I was thinking oh. they could do a stroll. Oh, the, oh, the roof. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking. I was thinking like you know, hyper hyper jump. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Eva's a good plan to me. So, Amanda, how, how do you feel about it? Um, not really that bothered. <laughs> I thought that might be what you were going to say. I feel like I'd still like to go on it, so I don't really go to Disneyland Paris that often, but mm. I think it would be pretty cool. To be honest, I, and I said this before, but if we can't get Space Mountain Mission 1 back, I'd rather have Star Wars Overlay than Mission 2. I've never yeah. been a fan of Mission 2. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Continuing on, um, also arriving in Spectacular Style in 2017, Disneyland Park's new parade, Disney Styles on Parade. Really? Favourite Disney Stars. Well, mm, we're favourite Disney Stars together with sunny new floats create magic and happiness for all. Now, that is a little bit interesting there because it clearly states new floats. Floats with an S. Yeah. Ah, oh, you know what float. they're getting, don't you? What? They're getting the floats that they've just ditched at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't say it didn't say uh, brand new, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> new, new Disneyland Park. So there you go. You could be right. Um, and there will be a new show. Mickey presents Happy Anniversary Disneyland Paris at Disneyland Park, where Mickey Mouse will start the celebration by assembling as many of his famous friends as possible for a huge anniversary party. Uh, this festive show will take place daily for all guests to enjoy. Now, there has been talk of Elton John and Lady Gaga being invited over for this anniversary. What? Right? what? Well, it may, in some ways, I, I, it kind of makes sense, right? Because... I was there uh, in 1995 when Space Mountain opened and Elton John did a concert in the Disney Village and they shut it all down um, and he, he kind of, you know, so that was that was kind of that, for that, uh, that event going on. So there's a history there. But bearing in mind that they've been invited to the anniversary, do we think that when it says Mickey's going to invite some of his famous friends... That you know, Elton John, Lady Gaga could be in that list, appearing daily. Do you think? Do you think Disneyland Paris has got the budget for Elton now? That's a good point. Uh, (laughs) Depends how much. It's going to be like his like his Vegas show. I've been to Vegas. I love that show. It'll be more like a Vicar of Dibley, where it's his um, brother turns up and it's. (laughs) Red Dwight or whatever it was. So he's um, celeb, celeb lookalike. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, uh, that was this. In addition, 
fans of Disney princesses will be able to witness some of the most beloved princesses as they host their own sparkling show, the Starlight Princess Waltz, at the oh, Royal okay. Castle stage. Let's all guess who's going to lead that. Hmm. Um, <laughs> um, someone that wears blue, I think. Aurora? <laughs> yeah. She, she a bit better than Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could well be right. You could well be right. So, I wonder where this uh, Happy Anniversary Disneyland Paris show will be. It'll be on the stage at the side of the castle, I would imagine. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's the Royal Castle stage is a stage in front of the castle, isn't it? So that's coming back. Or is mm. that a one to the side of the, of the castle? I think it's the one to the side. I don't well, think they have one in front of the castle anymore. Well, no, they don't. Unless they use, they have one for spring, don't they? Well, they 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 pull it out. So I yeah. wonder because the thing is that's where the princess waltz is going to be. At the Royal Castle stage. So if we're saying that's to the side, where's Mickey going to have his show? So I think it might be in front of the castle. Yeah. So continuing on that theme, as he says, castle. Segways all the time. Um, Finally, so this is the last announcement. As night falls, there'll be another spectacular new event, Disney Illuminations. The new show... With dazzling light projections of breathtaking special effects will be conducted by Mickey Mouse onto Sleeping Beauty Castle. It will transport guests to a location where the stories of Disney's The Little Mermaid, Frozen, and the motion pictures of Disney Beauty and the Beast, Star Wars, and Pirates of the Caribbean will come to life before guests' astonished eyes. So, that's that's Dreams gone. Yep. Dreams is done after... Uh, what would it be? Four... Just over four years. Almost five years. Almost five years. Weren't it by that time? Yeah. Because it was the 20th anniversary that started. So, um, firstly, what do people think about that announcement that Dreams is going? Are we happy or sad about that? I'm quite happy. I have to be honest, it was starting to get very, very tired. Okay. Anyone else? I haven't seen it. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. I must admit, I have not seen it either. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I really liked it, but I think like you, um, so, so, so referring to the other person that's seen it, um, I, I think it could have done... What I understood about Dreams was that they made a big thing about how they could change it up and they could kind of add and remove scenes. Yeah. But in the entire time it's been running, I think there's only been two scenes that have changed in that yep. five years. So it felt like a bit of a missed opportunity, I think. Um, I'll be sad to see it go, but at the same time, excited for something else. But that brings me to the second point. Disney Illuminations. <laughs> They're running out of names. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. And also, I mean... Most people will um, will know what that is, and they're not going to do that at Disneyland Park. They can't do that at Disneyland Park. There's not enough water for a start. So I just think it's odd that they've called it that. Yeah. It reminds me of Blackpool. 
Is that your <laughs> opinion of Disneyland Paris as a whole, or...? No. no, just the illuminations bit. Okay, yeah. No, I understand, <laughs> I understand. But do you, I mean, you, you go there a lot. Do, do you not think, when you think Disney illuminations, do you not think of Epcot? Um, Not straight. I, I definitely thought of Blackpool first. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, not everyone then. But, yeah, I just thought it was a bit of an odd name. It'll be interesting to see what they do. They're still going to do projections on the castle. Reading between the lines here. Um, I'll be interested to see what special effects they're going to do, though. That's what right. It'll me. just be the water screens again. Well, I, 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 I mean, I, I, yes, that's the obvious answer. But surely it's got to be more. And it can't just be the water projections and fire again. Because that's what drink is. <laughs> Otherwise, it, it's kind it of sa- Dreams Mission 2. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a mashup of Phantasmic and uh, World of Colour. Mm. Yeah. With, yeah. with Mickey conducting it, it, that's a bit Phantasmic, and then obviously the water screens are going to be World of Colour-like. Mm. Mm. So that's it. So, I know we've kind of broken it down, but... Was anybody else expecting more? No. I kind of got low expectations when it comes to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I think everybody has. <laughs> yeah. And that's coming from an annual pass holder. <laughs> to me, Disneyland Paris is a little part that could. Definitely. You know, but never will. But never will. It, they should have built it in Windsor. Well, I was I was doing some research on it last week, and of course, uh, orig- so I was told, although I've, I've had backup on it, that uh, it was going to be built on um, what's it, uh, Rain and Marshes. Blimey! That was where it was going to be built, and then after that deal fell through, Universal were looking at it. Wow! Universal, I didn't I didn't know about this. I was obviously a little bit too young at the time, but um, Universal. After Disneyland Paris, after the deal had been done for Disneyland Paris, um, Universal decided they wanted to build a park in Europe that was going to be a Universal Studios park, and the two um, countries fight like the, the final two countries was France and England. Wow! And England, uh, it didn't get built in England because of they they found a rare species of bird or something on the on the marsh, so. Um, it didn't get built there. Um, but of course, I mean, the park never got built anywhere. Anyway. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's a story for another day. But, um, yeah, I just, I think it's, I think we've come to, under, people love this in Empire, so they come to understand that you're going to be, be disappointed every now and again <laughs> um, with these with these things. But at the same time, I think when you hype something up, for a week and you get everyone into a kind of frenzy about it you know mm. everyone I know within the Disney community um, or, or certainly a high percentage of them we're talking about it we're speculating what's the announcement going to be um, you know we already knew that Space Mountain might be turned to Hyperspace Mountain we assumed because it's what they do at every anniversary there'd be a new parade or a new show or something so 
the announcement kind of came as a bit of a damn squib. I know what you mean, Chris, about setting those expectations low because of previous, but there's only so many times that they can pull this stunt before mm. people get bored of it and go, you know, so in 30, in 30 years, in five years time, when it's the 30th anniversary, you know, and they turn around and say, oh, you know, next week we're going to make a big announcement about it. I'm probably not going to be that interested. Yeah. I certainly won't be sitting in, in anticipation to find out what it is, you know? Yeah, that's not good because they may come up with something genuinely mind blowing and then um, we all kind of miss it. But hey ho. Well, that's, that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it, as far as I'm concerned. It's the boy that cried, cried wolf. Um, mm. And there's only so much you can do it. Well, mind you, listening to you know the show from a couple of weeks ago, I mean, it sounds as though they put on a bloody good marathon. Well, and yeah. they will do again. You know, so they've got that. I mean, I'm sure they're going to expand on that next year. That could be a good winner for them. Yeah. Yeah, you could well be right, actually. Could well be right. Um, Mr. Ripley, you said that uh-huh. you heard a few uh, rumours that you yes. want to discuss. They're from uh, a friend of the show, uh, Jim Hill. Mm. So they're fairly... He's fairly good, isn't he, his rumours? Very good full stop, Batman. Yeah, yeah, we like Jim. Um, so, yeah, he, he was putting some rumours out uh, recently about the um, soon-to-be-upcoming 50th anniversary. I say soon. It's a couple of years off now, isn't it? It's, it's only just done the 45th. So, um, so they're already starting to plan ahead for what will be in the 50th um he's saying that walt disney world is going to get ratatouille that's going to yeah that's going to be the disneyland paris present if you like to walt disney world i think they did this before where they gave them um the uh stunt car show didn't they well uh, that's the second one because the first one was the timekeeper oh right okay but no one remembers the timekeeper, so... No. <laughs> Everyone remembers the stunt show. Um, he's also saying that um, they're going to be having um, some other new attractions. We didn't elaborate on them. But he also did say they're going to be bringing um, the Club 33 idea from Disneyland. Ooh. That that's going to be Disneyland's contribution to the 50th anniversary. Yeah, the the Club 33 thing, they apparently are going to have one in every single park. Yeah, he, he, he said that. Um, and Disney Springs. And Disney Springs, yeah. Huh? I get the parks. Cause it's gonna be, I mean, what's the, can you remember what the membership is with Club 33? Oh, it's quite expensive. Oh, yeah. Jim did mention it, and he says it's gone up ridiculously in the last five years. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pricey anyway. I mean, I don't even know if $10,000 is is off the mark. I think it could be, actually. It's higher than that now. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a few... between 10 and 15. I know a few people that have got it, and from the sounds of it, it is, it is like five figures. It's very expensive. Wow. Well, that is very expensive. Um, and that's just membership as well. You've got to pay for stuff in there, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy um so it, that makes sense i mean to be honest i've always thought of um interventions for example being a that could be a prime club 33 usage or maybe convert but, waltz or something 
Well, the thing is with um, oh, in, uh, interventions in um, Walt Disney World. No, sorry, I meant um, the one in oh, you the mean Disneyland Hotel. Paris, yeah. Don't say it like that. Yeah. You sound yeah. like someone else. It will come to in a minute. <laughs> well, the thing is, in Epcot, I, I mean, if we just change Epcot for a minute, I mean, they could easily fit it in anywhere there because they've got umpteen empty lounges all over the place. Mm. Yeah. That would be an easy one. But he did also say, I, I might have got this wrong, but I don't think he said that Ratatouille was going to go into Epcot. Did he say it was going to go into the studios? Well, it would be... I mean, the thing is, like, for a long time, the rumour that was going to be that Ratatouille was going to come over, um, that, that rumour started not long after Paris announced it, was coming, yeah. it was coming there to the studios. Um, and so the obvious would be, oh, well, they'll stick it into the French Pavilion and, you know, they'll put a ride in there. But at the same time, with the kind of extended Pixar area that they're having in the studios, it would make sense to stick it there. Mm. I'd say more so because I mean you know people are already kind of getting a little bit you know since they've opened Frozen Ever After a bit funny about the fact that you know the Epcot pavilions could turn into just you know themed rides for the countries Um, Mm. you know and a lot of people were quite vocal about not liking that idea Um, so yeah I could see it I could see it in either really but I you know if I had a choice I'd say I'd rather see it in the studios, personally. I did do the Frozen ride on my trip. Me too. Managed to get a fast pass. I didn't. Ah. How long did you wait? <laughs> 90 minutes. Oh. Wow. It was worth every second. It, it is a good ride, isn't it? I, I, I loved admit, it so It much. is an improvement. Yeah, definitely. And there, dear listener, is a teaser to our next show. Where they'll talk not just about the Frozen ride for an hour but other things they did in their trip as well. But I like I like a little taste of it. That's that's good. Um, <laughs> actually, going back to that, I don't even think I'd like to see Ratatouille in the studios. What What is it? It's a ride. Yeah, but what, like, what? Um, what it's a vegetable, it? it's a vegetable dish, dish that's normally made with tomatoes, <laughs> courgette, um, known as pulpose food, really. Uh, okay. Ratatouille is... Um, then I would say the nearest equivalent ride to it is probably Spider-Man, but that's already making it sound better than it is. Oh, okay then. No, it's it's not a bad ride at all, but and I think it it's done really well in Disneyland Paris because over here we've never had a Spider-Man ride. Mm. That technology has never really been used in Europe, or certainly not, you know, in in the UK parks um, I think it might they might have a similar ride in one of the German parks thinking about it but um, you know Disneyland never had a ride with that kind of technology and you know Orton Towers Thought Park having either really so it, it, it was new but to me it felt like I'd seen it before it was just a different version it, basically you could you know if you, if you change Spider-Man so you kept the ride the same but you just change the film in there. That's almost in a way what it kind of felt like in, in some way. But what is good about Ratatouille and what was quite interesting is it's trackless. So when you get in your car, your little Ratmobile, um, you're not on a track. You go right. around the rides, but there's no track on the floor. 
and there's no track above you. Is it is it better than Crush's coaster? Uh, it's, it's like comparing apples and pears. Oh. Which is stairs, Cockney fans. <laughs> um, it's I mean, you know, Crush's coaster is a coaster. This is this is a ride. Um, it, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sounding more negative than I should be on it. Because it's good technology. Don't convince me that this is a good ride. Well, no, it, the thing is, I said it is, but oh, excuse me, that's the beer talking. Um, it is, but as I said, the technology used in Ratatouille was used 14 years earlier on Spider-Man, mm. and other than the fact it was trackless, there wasn't much difference to it. I mean, it's, it's not as it's not as thrilling as Spider-Man. Um, it's in 3D, so um, you have to wear glasses around it. Um, but it, it's it's a it's a good ride. But if you've done Spider-Man, if you've done Transformers, it's not very original. And that's what I'm saying. Like in Disneyland Paris, it's probably more successful because it's original to a lot of people that won't have experienced those rides they haven't been to Orlando but for people that have it's probably not as as exciting looking at my uh, notes here um, he suggested it's going to go between the back of uh, the studio's main street and uh, Fantasmic okay there's an expansion pad there somewhere hmm. I think it'll be successful I think it will be successful. People love it. People mm. really love it. Um, and you know, I, I've I've got um, my friends who go to Disney World two or three times a year, um, and she hates Universal with a passion. So she hasn't been in Universal Studios for about seven or eight years. Cool, really? But, yeah. Even though they go to, to Disney World that often. Um, is she mad? She just, really? She just, she just loves Disney. She'd be, she's happy just to go to Disney parks while she's there. Wow. So that's it, really. Um, but you know, there are there are people that if they go to Orlando, may not go and do the other parks. If you if you're only going for like a week, for example, you're not going to do Disney and Universal. You just won't be able to. You'll do one or the other. So um, there there are probably a lot of people that. Um, don't actually go know what the Spider-Man ride's like. So if they want to write it to you, they probably think it's the best ride ever. You know? But, um, yeah. Okay. Was there anything else from the, the wise mind of uh, Jim Hill? Uh, he also said Golden Oak um, has been so wildly successful in terms of they've got a huge waiting list um, and everyone's all paid up on it that they're going to expand that. They're going to have their own restaurant and... Uh, community centre and all sorts but starting prices I think something like three quarters of a million Shh. yeah and what with the uh, dollar pound at the moment mm. I think that price is all of us out of <laughs> I don't think that made any difference to be honest with you I think it was quite priced out even if it was uh, even before two, yeah it was the old two dollars <laughs> to the pound that it used to be yeah. back in the day back in wow. the day my god Oh, but they, those are golden days. I remember that. I remember going on to. That was the first one I went to Florida. Um, and I got two dollars a pound and spent four hours in that Virgin Megastore. Wow. At uh, 
downtown Disney. It's been an I absolute fortune. I missed that shop. I loved it. And we had we still had Virgin Mega Stores in the UK at that point as well. But it was such a good shop. Mm. Such a good shop. What splits feel like? I've never done it. Amanda must have done it. No. Really? I was surprised. Yeah. It always looks really busy. Yeah. But there is a problem with it now, though, is they've built this great big garage behind it. So it kind of is sort of not as prominent as it used to be. Right, I see. Um, but the garage does kick you out right next to it, so. Okay. okay. Well, I suppose there's that. Hi, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, we just need to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we've got bills to pay, unfortunately. Uh, and then we'll be back with the show. Right, so it's it's time to talk about the other sponsor we have uh, for the Arthur Up Podcast Network. And, gents, if you were thinking, as you, you have done previously and you will do again, if you were thinking about uh, booking a trip to you know one of the parks that we've talked about, who would you think of of asking, or, or at least approaching? Well, there's only Wendy. one name. One name that springs to mind only. Wendy. So Wendy's so famous, she's only got one name, like Madonna or Cher. Well, it's not actually true. She has she has two because she's got a surname as well, which is Pratter. So of course, Wendy Pratter at Magical, Magical Journeys Travels. It's so we're so well prepared with this. It's like we've been practicing all day, finishing off each other's sentences. Sandwiches. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake, this is totally unorganised. But we may be unorganised. But Wendy is not. Oh, smooth. You see, that's I what love she how you did. That. That's what she's there for. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh well, we're a big fan of Wendy's work, which is which is the point more than that. Um, you know, whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved, and I think we can all attest to that. Yep, and our burgers yep. are good as well. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and of course, now with Magic Bands, everything else is even more complex. I mean, geez, the last time I went, it was much easier than it is nowadays. So, you know, Wendy can be the person to take away that pain of getting a reservation for Be Our Guest. Where, friend of the show, that Florida guy, just tried, tried the grey stuff. Yeah. Hasn't reported back yet as to what it tasted like. Um, and, you know, you could try and get a fast pass for Anna and Elsa. Now, if us mere uh, muggles or, or mortals uh, tried to get a fast pass for Be Our Guest or Anna and Elsa meet and greets, how successful do you think we would be? Well, I've already failed. I didn't get I didn't get an idea for be our guest. Say so. I wish I'd I wish I'd gone to Wendy for that one. Wendy, not just the home of good burgers, but the mm-hmm. home of good travel planning. So yeah. visit Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com, or you can contact her on Twitter at wpmagicjourneys. And of course, if you mention that you heard one of our amazing podcasts. Uh, and that's how you got to uh, to hear of Wendy. Uh, she'll give you twenty five dollars off your deposit for any trip package. And uh, our own Mr. Ripley at the moment has been on a one of the Disney cruises, and uh, she's able to offer generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. 
something to bear in mind. So if you are thinking of uh, of you know making a trip before you go anywhere else, go and find Wendy Pratt at Magical Journeys Travels, wpmagicjourneys.com. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll feel like a Pratt. um so there's one other thing that i wanted to talk about this week um and our good friend of the show lewis sutton um alerted us to to this um he he alerts a few other people as well it'd be interesting to see if they if they um talk about it on their respective podcasts or anything but it was an article that he uh found written by uh, an Australian well I, I assume he's Australian I mean it, this is written for an Australian publication so I'm making a lot of assumptions um, but his name is Conan Elphick Elphick but we're going to call him Conan the Australian uh, <laughs> just just for shits and giggles um, for, for this um, but it was an article that he, he'd written um about going to Disneyland Paris. Um, Lewis himself has been to Disneyland Paris, and I remember he asked uh, a few questions that we tried to answer on the show quite a while ago before his trip. So um, he's been to Park and knows what it's like. But he sent this article, and it's a very weird article, and I just thought it deserved a little bit of attention, actually. And I thought we could go for it together as a group and, and kind of break it down and, 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 you know, react to it as we see fit. Um, now, what's quite interesting is we've just spent most of the show not being very good about Disneyland Paris. Um, so this could be interesting. Um, but to me, it kind of seems like it's got a bit of an agenda. So um, he starts off here. Um, the headline... Oh, sorry, the, the header, not the headline. But... Um, says uh, Conan Australian doesn't say that but I'm adding that uh, finds Disneyland Paris is a surreal reminder that parenthood is about putting your kids needs before your own ominous um, and then the article starts um, I wasn't prepared at all I mean I knew there would be queues but what I didn't appreciate was the uh, cumulative effect of queues that were so long so unyielding and so numerous it is dispiriting to discover within minutes of arriving at Disneyland Paris that for the next two days you will definitely, beyond question, spend the overwhelming majority of your time in a grinding series of lines punctuated by the occasional fleeting ride. That's his opening statement right there. That's his opening paragraph. Now, first thing, if I was coming all the way from Australia, would I spend two days in Disneyland Paris? If I was coming over from England, would I spend two days in Disneyland Paris? Probably not. It, it just seems very odd that somebody that knows that there's two parks to visit, if you want to punish yourself and go to studios, um, would only go for two days. That's that's my opinion. That, that, am I crazy in thinking that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I am crazy, or, or you, uh, you go for no, a bit longer? You're crazy. No, no. I mean, the jet lag alone, you wouldn't get over in two days. No. No, especially not from Australia. Um, I mean, and if you like, even if you go, well, I was visiting Europe for five days, well, I probably wouldn't have gone to Disneyland Paris then. I'd have probably seen Europe. Make your mind up. Anyway. Um, 
and also the other thing I want to pick up there is um, so already this is going to be quite heavy about queues. Have you ever been to a, a theme park anywhere in the world? Amanda, this includes Blackpool. And not queued up for rides. One time. At Alton Towers. After um, the Smiler. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's quite extreme circumstance. <laughs> Otherwise, in normal circumstances, no. Because that's crazy talk. I mean, you know, you've got to remember that at that part, at that time, it was kind of being referred to as a death trap. So I'm not surprised that there wasn't many queues at Orton Towers at the time, but yes. But, you know, the answer there is that, you know, it's very unlikely you've been to a major theme park and not had to worry about queues. At least for some part of your holiday. Conan continues. Your or, only... or... Conan the Australian sorry. continues. I was, I was just going to say, sorry, Amanda, we did do an RIP tour. We didn't have to worry about queues then, did we? No. That's because we're posh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have a birthday for a month. <laughs> Karen yeah. continues. Your only consolation is that your kids will, by and large, have a great time. Fortified by the magic of Disney, they reach deep within themselves to previous, previously hidden reserves of forbearance. While her parents went almost spare... Our three-year-old was happy to spend two, four hours in a queue for a five-minute chat and a photo-op with a resting actor dressed as Rapunzel. Now, immediately, this this Conan has tried to suggest that Rapunzel, and in turn, other characters at the park, are not real. Oh, how dare he. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You know what? When I was reading this earlier, I just feel like Josh wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> is is Conan Josh's pen name? It must be. Has he got a three-year-old child? Uh, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, it's good you answered that because, you know, when you go on Jeremy Cole, you never know what you're going to find out. Well, exactly. Not that you're... That's what he does when I'm at the theme parks and he sits in the hotel room. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Um, okay, so as you know, immediately I get the impression from that from that um, paragraph there that it's almost like he's expecting that this should only be enjoyed by children. Doesn't say it okay. as clear as day, but I, I I think that's kind of the impression you're getting, um, which again is something I kind of object to a little bit. And there is no doubt in the spectacle of Disneyland Paris, formerly Euro Disney among other names, which we talked about earlier, throwback, that vast and lavish place is utterly magnificent, and we were there on a perfect spring day. Everything was colour and wonder and spectacle. The place would have been delightful if we'd had it to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Now, again, so on a perfect spring day, so immediately I was trying to work out what he meant there. Did he mean... Um, Australia Spring, which is about now, isn't it? I think it's about uh, yeah. spring in Australia now, um, or off or, or French French Spring. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Um, who like I I think even as a Disney fan, I don't think I'd want to go to the park when it was just there for me. <laughs> How bloody boring would that be? I mean, you want a bit of ambiance, do you not? 
Perhaps he's just judging it by Australian standards, where they just drive for miles and never see anybody. Yeah, I mean, I know, I've seen Mad Max. I know what he means, but just, just a bit odd. <laughs> other, other films about Australia are available. <laughs> We're crossing streams, Conan and Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And crossing streams. There's buses in there as well. We weren't there in the peak tourist season, nor was it a weekend or the school holidays. And the park, though busy, wasn't alarmingly packed. Immediately, I'm thinking, you're kind of going back on what you've just said there, but anyway. Um, the place was busy, and the queues were colonic in nature. What does that actually mean? What? Well, now, and I'm, I'm reading this, right? So, I will spe- just just to make sure I've not mis-said mis- this or anything like that. Colonic, C-O-L-O-N-I-C. Why now, does he use that word like that? Now, if he meant, you know, if he if he meant chronic, I kind of get what he might be getting at. But colonic, <laughs> isn't that where you have the pipe stuck up your jacksy and they flush <laughs> liquid up? I was, I was going to say, I hope he wasn't clearing his bowels out. Maybe. Well, I mean, I know, you know some of the queues are bad at Disneyland Paris, but I've that's s- taken it a step too far. I've seen that in Shanghai, but not not in Disneyland Paris. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. Um. <laughs> colonic in nature folding back on themselves like the entrails of a giant constipated cannibal no I think you meant colonic none were shorter than 20 minutes and most were much longer now again I I, I normally expect to wait about 20-30 minutes anyway now he says we weren't there in the peak tourist season nor was it the weekend or the school holidays how does he know and I say that because, I mean, I, I'm sure he could have figured out if it was a weekend. All right. I'm not suggesting <laughs> that our Australian friend here doesn't know what a weekend is. I know Americans don't know what a fortnight is, but I'm sure he knows the days of the week. So I'm not, that. that's fine. I'm sure he's got that bit right. But he said it's not the peak tourist season. And he said um, it wasn't the school holidays. Now, as we know in Europe, the school holidays aren't the same. And they're not even the same in the UK, let alone the rest of Europe. So that's quite a big assumption to make, uh, number one. I mean, I've, I've personally never been there during a week when it's not been uh, a school holiday of any country and experienced what he's experienced. So I find it very, very strange. But, you know, 20 minutes, you know, an hour... I'd say probably worst case scenario. I can't imagine that he'd have been queuing up for an hour for every attraction. That just seems a bit odd. He goes on. What redrains you will be sorry. What redrains your will to live is the queues that are not only long but for no apparent reason unmoving. These are called deep queue, which relates to the geological concept of deep time. We must think in terms of eras, epochs, and aeons. In deep queue, you can never see the front, which is presumably having its own issues dealing with life in the Cretaceous period. Why is he so dramatic? What? So, so halfway through his conversation, he's decided he's Russell Brand. Yeah. Now we, <laughs> I know, I go off tangent, right? I know I go off tangent, but that is ludicrous. I'm sure there's no dinosaurs at Disneyland Paris either. Not in Disneyland. No, no, see, if it was in, like, Animal Kingdom, fair enough. But no, I don't think there's any dinosaurs there at all. What the hell is that about? 
does he start leaving dirty messages on OAP's um, voice messages, uh, voicemail boxes after the article? He, he, he does have a thing for Fools' Towers. I, I can almost guess. Gotcha. Spanish, Spanish waiters in Fools' Towers, I think he's got an, <laughs> an issue with. It is very hard under these circumstances not to resent the large number of childish adults clogging up the queues for children's rides. Uh oh! Uh oh! The ships are going about That's to go down! <laughs> um, it is even harder not to think dark, politically incorrect thoughts about the French. <laughs> he is officially a sucker. What a nasty piece of work. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, we've made many a joke about the French on this show before. But where's that come from? And how can you turn around and send a large number of childless adults? How bizarre. That's just so, so strange. Um, Disneyland Paris is a perfect reproduction of the Los Angeles original. No, it's not. Complete with Sleeping Beauty's Castle, Main Street USA, and Space Mountain. Mm, tangibly. There is no attempt to create a Franco-American fusion. By the way, um, I'm assuming there he doesn't mean um, James Franco, the American <laughs> actor, or his brother Dave. Um, I'm not even sure what he means. That said, it's hard to imagine what a truly French Disneyland would look like. It surely wouldn't be a pretty thing. <laughs> like the unnatural offspring of two completely different species, but the transplantation of faux Americana onto the outskirts of, outskirts of Paris doesn't seem right either. I'm I'm guessing by this point of the article, he's not having a great time. That's what that's what I'm understanding. That's what I'm understanding. Perhaps that's why the staff at Disneyland Paris struggle with a bon homie. Does anyone know what a bon homie is? What? Bon 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 homie. B O N H O M I E. If somebody wants to work that into Google Translate, let me know. I'm googling uh, it. Now. Thank you very much. Which is obviously ironic, given it is, you know, a French expression. I mean, <laughs> it, that, that, it means good-natured, apparently. Okay, okay. Because I, I just, you know, like, you know, riding with my homie. That's what I thought. Because um, <laughs> you know, that's that's like um, saying like "sacre bleu" is a, a French expression. Um, they're not exactly rude, but they are at best unapologetic about things they should apologise for. And most of the time, they are decidedly sullen and unenthusiastic, as though you've been forced to put on American uniforms and read out the Normandy landings. <laughs> what? Really... Oh, what the hell are you going on about? You know what? It's a little bit like when you're watching a film, a lot of really crappy film. But it, it, it kind of goes around the circle to where it's so bad it's becoming good, and I think that's where I think that's we've reached that part of the article. While there are parades and staff do appear to do the odd dance routine, there are no Disney characters wandering around interacting with the kids. If this is a save on staff costs, it's a deranged false economy because it makes a visit to Disneyland Paris not only surreal and tedious but soulless too. Now. I think Disneyland, the original Disneyland, is the only park that has that. And even they don't have it that much now, do they? Characters walking around. No. And no. Disneyland Paris does actually have the, uh, the odd occasional character walking around. In the same way that you get them at Magic Kingdom as well. 
But what they do have is what? lots of meet and greets. They do, yeah. So I find that a bit odd. Unless you looked at the map and went, right, <laughs> I've just queued up for three hours to meet fake Rapunzel. His words, not ours. Um, I'm not going to go over in that direction near where there's a meet and greet. Otherwise, you would you would eventually walk into one. Very odd. Uh, so it comes as no surprise to learn that the park has founded financially since it opened in 1992, in October last year. The Walt Disney Company, which is a 40% stake, announced the US $1.25 billion bailout. Okay, fine. I can't argue with that. Queues are, of course, common to all theme parks. Oh, so now he admits it. Um, now he's real. Yeah, and Disney's in particular because, in fairness, their various parts around the world are so good. And I can't categorically say that on any given day, Disneyland Paris is worse than any of its counterparts in America, Tokyo, Hong Kong, or Shanghai. But I reckon it's a safe bet. So I'm gonna make up. A, I'm gonna make up something, and then I'm not gonna be able to back it up. But I'll just assume it anyway. I'll assume something. This bloke's an ass. Why is it so crazy? <laughs> exactly. I've got no I mean, idea. In fairness, if you've flown all the way from Sydney, Australia, I'm just saying it comes from Sydney, I don't know, for two nights in Disneyland Paris, then got back on a plane and flew back again. Well, then, yeah, but then you're an idiot. Well, yeah, well, that's a, that's a given, isn't it? <laughs> in a relatively short... Uh, this one I liked. In a relatively short queue for ice cream, a mere 20 minutes, I met a man from Arizona, now, uh, now resident in Hamburg who said he'd been physically psyching... Sorry, he'd been psyching himself up for a visit to Disneyland Paris for a full month. You've just got to say, it's not about me, it's all about her, he said, glancing <laughs> down at his small daughter. He was a laid-back kind of guy who'd heard about Disneyland Paris's reputation for Gaelic inefficiency, but even he was growing impatient as he watched the ice cream vendor prepare Sundays as though he were trying to make sense of Derrida's views on hermeneutics. Again, he just went into Russell Brown. I don't. I've got no idea. I don't, that probably doesn't even. That's probably not even said right. But I don't care. The American turned to his daughter. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you, Lucy. He said loudly. Never become French. <coughs> now, a couple of things. <laughs> First of all, she can't become French. That's impossible. Clearly, wasn't born in France. Can't be French. Secondly, Sundays. This isn't a scoop of ice cream in a cone. It's a Sunday. It's made in a certain way. Therefore, it's going to take a little bit longer. Don't be a dick. If you go, if you do go, my advice is go in the European winter and prepare ahead. Brief your children weeks in advance that whatever their memories of Disneyland Paris will ultimately be, their actual experience on the day will be one of queues. Bring iPads, food, drink, and ideally your own jugglers, because Disneyland Paris will provide no queue entertainment, unlike its counterparts elsewhere in the world. That's a load of crap because there's only a few attractions around the world that has anything like that anyway. And you have to be tactical. You must implement my wife's queue management strategy, the sort of thing the SAS use when attacking a well-defended enemy position. Study your map carefully and prioritise rides. Adults must synchronise watches and deploy to different queues, maintaining constant mobile phone contact. You can't stroll from ride to ride. You must march at the double. If necessary, use sharp elbows once you get there. There are Darwinian forces at work in Disneyland Paris and you don't want to fall foul of them. Does that mean that people have tragic accidents? Because they're stupid. Anyway, 
For parents, Disneyland Paris isn't about relaxing and having fun. It's about getting the job done. Your worst fear is a mechanical failure on one of the rides. If you're alone or with another adult, that's just manageable. But the nightmare is spending an hour or so dangling on a chairlift over Neverland with a small child who informs you that they need to go to the bathroom and no, it definitely can't wait. Isn't that the same anywhere? Say that last bit again. The, which ride? Well, it doesn't say what ride, but it says a dangling chairlift over Neverland. So I'm assuming but, he means the pirate, like the Peter Pan, Peter Pan's flight. All right. I was going to say, I'm that assuming. sounds like the one from Walt Disney World they got rid of, you know, the ski lift thing. Yeah, just a very odd, just not a very odd thing. But that that can happen anywhere. As yeah. a man who just tested to, having Alton Towers, people lost their legs. So be thankful you didn't lose any, any limbs. Now this is the best bit. There is admittedly a fast pass facility on some of the more popular rides. A machine at the entrance of the ride issues you with a time ticket to come back later. Somehow, I managed to remain ignorant of this throughout my two days at Disneyland <laughs> Paris. Mate, I think you just remained ignorant full stop. I don't know if this was my fault or the parks, but I'm prepared to hazard a guess. Your guess is it was you, you did. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> and in another attempt at fairness, I should add that my children had a terrific time. While I had almost no memory of the rides, one thing I do recall is a look of sheer delight on their tiny faces as we chunted through It's a Small World. It's got to be an Australianism, that. So, a visit to Disneyland Paris is a microcosm of parenthood. It's delightful in many ways, but it's also expensive and irksome much of the time. And there's lots of whinging, not all of it from kids. Worse, it's a practical exam, one that tests your willingness to place to place the happiness of your children above your own. I know this at the time. I knew this at the time. I knew I was failing, just as I knew that being bored and grumpy whilst visiting Disneyland Paris is pretty much the definition of a first world problem. And for that, I have no one to blame but the French. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the thing is, he's admitted right at the end there. There's a thing called Fast Pass, and Fast Pass almost eradicates everything that he's moaned about, the entire thing. Now, I know we know about Fast Pass, but is it hidden? There's, there's, no. there's signs on every attraction that has Fast Pass. There's I mean, it, special entrances. If, if you went to Walt Disney World, then you could argue it is kind of hidden, because it is all to do with my Disney experience. But with Paris and Disneyland, there's signs, there's cast members, there's all sorts there. That's what I mean. Like I just, I just was like, thought, what are you on? How have you gone around the park for that amount of time and not known any of this stuff? Just, just, just yeah. baffles me. Um, so Conan, um, you're already famous because you've had your article published. So good on you. Um, but. We wanted to go for it. I wanted to go for it because I just think you come across as a bit of a dick. And I think breaking it down like that and actually going for it just shows how much of a dick you are. But at the same time, I'd be more than happy if you hear this podcast and you want to come on and you want to defend it and you want to talk about it. Absolutely happy to because I'm not going to sit here. None of us are going to sit here and say Disneyland Paris is perfect. We've talked about many of its flaws earlier on this same episode. But... <laughs> the way that you have, have gone for it, it was like you had an agenda to hate it before you got there anyway. You've done no research. It's almost like you've never been to a park before like this in your life. Um, it's amateur hour, son, and you failed. 
Um, <laughs> just, 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 just boggles the mind. And the fact that you think people without children shouldn't be there, um, <laughs> just because you want to, you want to wait less for a ride, makes you an absolute idiot. Half the fun of going to a Disney park is being a big kid. Whether you have children or not, it's not a prerequisite. You can only go. So, but but even Walt Disney himself said that he didn't design Disneyland just for kids. He no. designed it for the adults because they're the ones that pay the bills and decide where they go on their vacations. Exactly. Yeah, Conan. <laughs> yeah, Conan. <laughs> what she said. I'm oh, holding let's a, get him on. I'm holding her back. That's her angry. Can you hear how angry she is? What an arsehole. Oh, she's that is anger. That's that is it. That's just taking it to a whole nother level. I've never heard Amanda be so rude about someone in my life. Like, why has he got such issues? Well, is I strange? don't like Disneyland Paris, but I don't have kids, and I go to Disney parks all the time. Like, what's his issue? That's it. Well, the gauntlet has been thrown, my friend. <laughs> we we can't find you. We can't contact you, uh, but we uh, hope I we just find found you. him. <laughs> he's on twitter <laughs> oh this game on this show is going out and it's going directly to you sir so Conan the Australian he, he, he tweeted 11 hours ago saying I strongly urge you to read my article on Disneyland Paris Perfect. whether you intend on going there or not perfect because you know what this, po- this podcast is about to be dropped and when this podcast goes out we're going to tweet you from Disaster Dark, and we're going to say, Conan, we've done a show about your article. You should listen to it whether you're planning to go back to Disneyland Paris or not. And let's see what happens. You First question, more? what is a colonic cue? <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, <laughs> how do I avoid one? Lewis, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Um, and I, I'd be really interested in getting him on. Uh, we will tweet this out. We will do what we said. We will tweet this out to him hopefully get his attention on it and hopefully he will listen to it um i'm sure you're not really an arsehole i'm sure you're a nice guy really but your article definitely makes you come across as one and absolutely happy to have you on here defend yourself um we can have a a bit of back and forth on it if you're up for the challenge so uh over to you uh conan the australian let's see what uh what you make of it on that bombshell i think we should better call it for a, a night Otherwise, uh, a man is going to starve. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And we can't have you wasting away. No. So, uh, yeah, thank you for, for listening. Hope it's been fun. And we'll see you all in a, a few weeks' time for uh, a little talk around the parks with Mr. Ripley and Miss White. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yes. Not as awesome as the holiday, but awesome nonetheless. It, it'll be like you're actually there. Now, does anything sound better than that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Does, it, does anything sound better than that? No. Yeah, definitely not, no. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was looking up Mr. Um, Conan again. You're allowed to do that. It's fine. He's going to get some hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen him as well. So, um, on that note, we will see you all in a few weeks' time. Bye. 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 Drew, bye.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.